it's not just a matter of looking at it. Okay, well, I need reach and I need more eyeballs on this and let's go find a brand that I can partner with. But is there synergies there and do they do they have the same values? Um, you know, do they have a similar customer profile that they're targeting? And then really think, really understand, you know, where that partnership can go. Welcome to Your Branding Playbook, the podcast that breaks down digital and branding into bite-sized pieces. I'm Holly Ferling, and I'm thrilled to be one half of your hosting duo. And I'm Abe Kana, Managing Director of Besani, bringing years of experience in the world of tech to help guide you through the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Whether you're a small startup or a large corporation, we're here to take the complexities out of digital and branding so you can take your business to the next level. Welcome back to another episode and Ave, let's talk about collaborations and how companies might be able to leverage this a little bit more. Um, tell me first, when I, when I think of collaborations, I often think about influencers, but there are plenty other ways to do this. Are collaborations a good thing for a business? Yeah, they definitely are. Particularly if you've got the right ones, they can really help build brand awareness for a company. So when they're driving that brand awareness, like what, what is it about a collaboration that can do that? Yeah. So depending on the collaboration that you're building, um, the, there may be a company A over here and then, you know, company B on the other side and there might be in similar industries or different industries. Um, but what can often, what can often happen is when you have brands that have similar audiences or audiences that overlap, you can often find ways to increase exposure or reach new audiences, um, as a result of creating that partnership or collaboration and by identifying complementary businesses in some cases that offer um, value um, that maybe you don't offer to your existing audience, you guys can collaborate together and then create and leverage your combined strengths and resources to then build both of your brand's reach together. So what you're saying is, so we might have, you and I might have a very similar customer profile that we're trying to target, but it would be silly to assume, I guess, that we would have very similar customers, even though that's who we're targeting. So by us two collaborating, we're able to, I guess, reach the people that we want to reach and more of the people that we want to reach that may not have already interacted with our brand. Totally, yeah. And I think the beauty in that is that you're not investing, you know, depending on the type of collaboration, obviously, some collaborations can be quite costly depending on the type of brand. But in some cases at a very smaller scale, if you're like a small to medium sized business and you're collaborating with another business that's in a different industry that has some sort of overlap, like we talked about an example off air called like lawyers and financial advisors. Like that's a really good example of two somewhat complementary businesses that might have similar target customers, but can both provide value in their own rights and can obviously help you know, each other grow at the same time. Yeah, because I may not know as a customer that I might need a financial advisor. I've engaged with this lawyer, but I but I don't know that that's either the next step along my journey or likewise the other way around. So all of a sudden through a collaboration, you're showing me a, a, a problem that I may have and therefore then a solution that I may require. Definitely, yeah. So- there's plenty of collaborations that have been going around at the moment, and I think this is why it becomes so topical. Um, one of those is just starting to wrap up at the moment, and that's Barbie. And I mean, if you haven't seen Barbie around the place, you've been living under a rock. So the 
the crazy thing with this movie is that they had a budget of 145 million to create it and the marketing manager got 150 million to promote it. So all of a sudden you're seeing this pink everywhere. It's had this massive big runway into the the release date and um, right around the world it, it's been happening. But some of the collaborations that I've been seeing have been with random Australian brands, but it kind of makes sense though, doesn't it, Abe? So we've seen Grilled, so they had the pink burger. You had um, Boost Juice. Uh, at my local Boost Juice, there was um, Barbie material around the, the shop front, but also too they had a Barbie-inspired drink as well. Peter Alexander had their own Barbie pajamas. So how, as as an expert that you've also witnessed some of this stuff as well, as an expert, how have you seen this partnership marketing drive awareness of that movie? Yeah, and I think it's because people obviously already interact with these brands at you know a daily basis. Like you might be hitting up your local grilled once a week. And if you're going there and seeing a Barbie burger, you're more inclined to then eventually that to be reinforced and you had to be like, oh yeah, maybe I should go to see, watch the Barbie movie. Um, and that's really just about them being very tactful in the way that they're creating that exposure without having to buy attention essentially, which is what you're doing, right? When you're advertising online, you're buying people's attention span. And by collaborating with these with these other brands, they're able to then you know, leverage their existing reach to connect and, and I guess, um, you know, expand their existing awareness of, X product, or in this case, the Barbie movie, um, to a much wider audience that may that may be interested in watching. So I think that obviously hit home for for you and me. Um, you know, I think another really good example that I've seen quite recently is the Matildas and their 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 partnership with with Combank. Yeah, absolutely. Just to touch on the the Barbie, just once more. I think the the crazy thing has been that there's been a awareness for Barbie through all these partnership marketing. But equally, though, too, some of those brands like Grilled and that are able to uh, leverage the – not the gimmickness of it, but the fact that all of a sudden they've got this pink burger and so people all of a sudden it may drive sales just because it's something different and it's something really topical and something that's happening now. So I was seeing people that were having the pink burger and then going to watch the movie and just almost having their whole day centred around Barbie and these Australian brands having a way to to come in. But – you're so right. I feel like as much as the town turned pink uh, over the last month or so, the last couple of weeks have been dominated by the green and gold. And you you mentioned Commonwealth Bank. Now, they changed their logo, didn't they? Yeah, just recently, actually, um, they updated their social media profiles to go green and gold to tr- in support of the, of the Matildas. Uh, and I think that's been really smart because they've obviously played – to that in terms of, yes, they're an official sponsor of the Matildas, but at the same time, in a lot of their messaging and um, I guess their social media profiles in the last few weeks while the Matildas have been playing, um, it's been really interesting to kind of watch how they've incorporated the Matildas brand into the Combank brand. And obviously the the two have some similarities because the Combank brand is already yellow and and the Matildas have got the green and gold, but it was really cool to see that, um, you know, in support of the Matildas, Combank was updating their social channels and their their core logo to to show, um, yeah, support. So very, very smart marketing tactic. So again, the Matildas get something out of this. They have the sponsorship of Commonwealth Bank, but also too, Commonwealth Bank get a fair bit out of it as well. So not only are they got their corporate social responsibility hat on uh, having sponsored women's sport, but 
equally though too, they're able to be part of this broader narrative and and be part of the story of the Matildas. And by garnering some of that, I guess, public appeal towards the green and gold and showing how Australian they are, they're actually able to create that that same, I don't know if it's uh, emotion, but that same attachment that we're all starting to have with the Matildas. Totally, yeah. And I guess everyone's seeing the Matildas in somewhat of a positive light because they've been been—they've obviously been doing so well. Um, and then I think in turn, because ComBank's affiliated with them, that also, you know, paints them in a more positive light as well. Um, and their support, as you said, you know, from a corporate social responsibility standpoint, you know, all of those little factors all play together in, in helping paint ComBank as, you know, uh, a, a premier banking um, institution. And one that's inclusive and one that supports women as well. So, yeah, there's so many of these little intricate story pieces that this collaboration, no longer is it just when you think about, I think, collaborations, often you think about an exchange of money or, but there's these actual trade-offs of brands as well and these brands rubbing off on each other and having, yeah, maybe, maybe even highlighting certain parts of their brand that are similar that customers are yet to draw that connection so that's that's on the larger scale, and that these are the things that happen when you've got a big budget to throw behind uh, some of these collaborations to show everyone uh, the collaboration. When you look at it on a smaller scale, what would be some things that a business, if you were looking at trying to drive brand awareness and collaborations were something that you were considering, how would this look on a smaller scale, smaller businesses in the local community? Yeah, that's a really good question, Holland. I think when you're looking at how you can apply that at a smaller scale, one area that I think is really effective is understanding how you can leverage cross promotions. Um, and one example that I've seen um, recently actually was Domino's has a partnership with local um, like real estate agencies where they, um, I guess, cross share information around when a person is moving into a new rental. Um, And through that, they're able to leverage software where they're aware that, okay, X person has just moved into a rental. They're probably very fatigued and tired and they've had a whole day of moving and probably aren't going to be bothered cooking tonight. So let's make sure they've got a voucher in their mailbox ready for them when they they move into their new place um, so they can order some some hot dominoes uh, and garlic bread. And I think that's a really, really smart way of, of leveraging, you know, two very strong, um, I guess, brands and companies and providing that kind of cross-promotion mechanism where obviously the real estate agent or I guess this, the, the company that's um, providing that real estate data is benefiting by providing more value to their, their end tenant. But at the same time, Domino's is benefiting because they're able to feed hungry people uh, <laughs> once they've moved in. So everyone benefits from there. And I think, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Domino's, you could be a, a small business and you could find another another business down the road that obviously has some similarity um, to what you're doing and you might find ways that you can cross-promote. And I know, Hol, you, we talked about an, another example um, to do with one of the local, local shops around your place. Yeah, um, in Canberra, there's a recovery centre that I've gone to a couple of times and next door is a Pilates studio. So, these two brands of, I guess, rather than viewing each other as competing, have been working together. So converting, trying to convert some of the Pilates um, goers to someone who then goes to the recovery center and vice versa, um, whether it is providing discounts or just even providing awareness of each other. Because quite often, like until you go to the shop front, there's no real knowledge of, of potentially even what's around or what's possible. And unless there's signs out the front or 
yeah, you're starting to decrease some of these barriers that someone may have to an industry or a, a certain service that they're already open to. Um, and I think that's really quite clever because not only are they helping each other out, they're creating their own little community. And like you said, with the whole real estate agent uh, type scenario, it then makes me feel more loyal, I think, to say the recovery center that they've now provided me with a completely another solution to another problem that I may have, which is I'm, I'm actually after a new form of exercise. Totally. Yeah. And I think it can be really smart. And that's where I really encourage our listeners to really think about the brands that you're collaborating with and also understanding what their kind of core values are. You know, do they, I guess, um, overlap in that sense? Because that can really help you understand at, um, at, a, at its core that it's not just a matter of looking at it. Okay, well, I need reach and I need more eyeballs on this and let's go find a brand that I can partner with, but don't just jump straight into bed, so to speak, like look at and evaluate the brand and, 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 and see, you know, is there synergies there and do they, do they have the same values? Um, you know, do they have a similar customer profile that they're targeting and then really think of, really understand, you know, where that partnership can go, um, before, you know, jumping on the bandwagon about hitting up businesses to say, let's, let's do some cross collaboration. Cause it's really important that, you know, it's, it's very hard to build a good brand reputation. Um, it can be very easily taken the other way if you collaborate with the wrong brand as well. Absolutely. And I think too, understanding what each other needs in terms of solutions, like a, a, just a thought that's come to my head is um, quite often within sporting teams, you've got a commercial manager that's selling sponsorships and that's an exchange for money. But actually more than anything, often those commercial managers are trying to work out what solution does that company that we're going to get to sponsor us need. And it may not be slapping it on the the front of the shirt as the logo. They may need, um, they or they may want us to open up our networks to them because we may have customers or, or have access to all these other industries being a sporting team that they may want or need or they might want a speaker to come and present on leadership or there's so many other solutions. So as you said, Abbe, you don't want to be narrow to this is just about eyeballs on something or um, brand awareness or whatnot. There's actually ways that you can cleverly link solutions. So Abbe, when it comes to collaborations, key takeaways and jump in if there's anything else, we want to make sure that it's the right collaboration. So you need to make sure that there is a purpose behind the collaboration that you're trying to execute and what it is that you and that other brand may be trying to achieve together. But then secondly, ha get creative with it. Have a different idea as to how you can foster this relationship because if you win, you want your partner to win at the same time. Totally. Yeah, couldn't agree more. That's such an important thing as well. And I think touching on that a little bit further is to understand um, where you both can complement each other from like a cross-promotional standpoint, but also from just being able to help each other at the same time. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Abe, and we look forward to seeing you again in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you or your business needs help in the branding or digital space, or you'd like to continue today's conversation, feel free to connect with me, Abe Kana, on LinkedIn or visit our website, bezanique.com. More details can be found in the show notes. This podcast was recorded on the Ngunnawal and Turrbal lands. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.